This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Jamie Devitt and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name's Toby Show Silva. My name's Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. Oh, with this nice cordial in hand. You all right, Will? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I just went to get a drink because I was because um, you haven't let us in yet. Oh, my bad, mate. Sorry. No worries. No worries. Well, if I, if, if I saw it open up and you weren't there, then I would have known the crack. <laughs> it might have been more funny. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but, lads, obviously, this week, the one thing that's going to be dominating the podcast news is the big takeover. There was a meeting. Uh, it's the Yanks. It's the Pataiks. The Pataiks. Whatever you want to call them. Uh, so, for the preamble this week, gentlemen, uh, I've got one of those just an innocent, sweet little question for you. Um, yeah. You know, we've all flirted with Madden, uh, we've all looked across the pond and had a look at an NFL team, and we've probably all got our favourites. <laughs> I mean, even just because of what the mascot is, not necessarily because you know what a player's called anymore. Um, so yeah, basically, the opener this week, lads, yeah. is uh, what's your American football team? Um, I'll kick things off, I'll give you a chance to think if you haven't had a chance to think already, if you haven't got one already. My favourite team is the Carolina Panthers um, because I've got family that live in America and across the street from that family lived a player for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> and as a gift one Christmas, I got like a signed hat. Uh, so basically, you know, that that led to me being a Carolina Panthers fan. Don't necessarily watch too much of the sport, but uh, what about you, Will? Um, well, I used to briefly live in Michigan, so... Um, the team, yeah, the team that I would probably look out for would be the Detroit Lions. Um, I think they're famously the worst team. I don't know if they still are, but they were when I was <laughs> living there. I think they went an entire season without winning. Wow! Is that why you, <laughs> that why you picked Carlisle United as well? Yeah, I came back and I was like, I need it. <laughs> um, I don't know any teams. I only know the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so I'll pick them <laughs> because of their affiliation. <laughs> The Pyatak family. Yeah. 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 Good choice. Um, I was in America once and there was some American football things at (laughs) McDonald's. So um, once upon a time I had a Miami Dolphins little player figurine out of a McDonald's Happy Meal. So I'll go with the Miami (laughs) Dolphins. (laughs) 
Well, they're all reasons. Now, Ace Ventura came. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like Max, I literally have no idea of the teams. When you mentioned, when you said that question, there, I immediately looked up. NFL <laughs> teams. I was like, oh, I remember the Miami Dolphins. I'll pick them. Yeah, they'll do. They'll do. <laughs> Lads, thanks very much for joining us this week. Uh, I'll kick things off properly. Oh, it's Maris. How's it going? And oh, welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 127. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. It's Liam, Max, and Will. Welcome back, boys. Cheers, mate. It's always nice having you, lads. It's always nice having you. And uh, one of the reasons it's nice having you is because I like to entertain. And one of the ways I like to entertain is with the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week. Here we go, lads. What did the triangle call the circle? Um, I don't know. Good shape. <laughs> he said, "You're pointless." <laughs> I prefer Will's one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, it'll do. It'll do for this week. It'll do for this week, lads. Uh, you know, we're going to move on to the part of the show that uh, you know people actually look forward to. Not like the joke of the week. Uh, it's a part of the show <laughs> where we all get to find out what's been happening here. What's been happening there? <laughs> In the League One Roundup with Liam and Wills. What have you got for us this week, boys? Um, um, you want yeah. to start, Liam? I will go first. As as is tradition, we we discuss <laughs> this at the start of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to think you just put it on now, like it's about. Oh, are you to me to you? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's well, all Wills did actually ask before, and I was yeah. like. I'll I'll leave it because it, it's part of the culture now. <laughs> Put that on yeah, a t-shirt. Yeah, I'll I will I will go first. Um, and it's That's my turn idea. this week to pick a match to report on from the rest of League One, and I've gone with a very one-sided match, one that I predicted to go the other way. It's Bristol Rovers against Wigan. Now Wigan, you know, they're down near the bottom end of the table, but for more reasons off the pitch than on the pitch. You know, you look at the, the goal difference is always a good thing to go by. They're the only club within five clubs either way with a positive goal difference. So, you know, they're, they're not down there because they're a poor side. They're down there because of the points deductions have had. So their league position, which is 21st, they're below Carlisle, they're in the relegation zone is quite deceiving. And Bristol Rovers, for me, are a team that I predicted to be up there as well. So I thought this was going to be a very, very even uh, competitive game. How wrong I was. Um, Bristol Rovers ran out 4-1 winners. Charlie Wyke did get a goal for Wigan, but you know it wasn't enough to stop the Bristol Rovers juggernaut in this game. You know The, the possession stats were fairly even. It was 50-50. And by fairly even, I mean exactly even. It's, it's you know very, very rare you see an exactly 50-50 game. 
Um, but you look at the XG, it's 1.25 to 0.69. Um, you look at the shot map, it's all Bristol Rovers. You know, you look at the shots on target, it's six to three, they've had double. And there's not a single Wigan fan out there that could argue against the result today. Like I'm sure we might try and do later on. Um, you know, Wigan were very, very much second best in this game. Um, and it started off that way, especially Bristol Rovers got an early goal in the 13th minute. Um, from Thomas, White equalised very shortly after, and then almost immediately Hunt got one, Collins got one in the start of the second half, and then Marquis who uh, finished it off for Bristol Rovers just to cement the three points. It puts them up to twelfth place, and it you know it it tanks Wigan's goal difference to only a a plus one, uh, while being in the relegation zone. And look, Bristol Rovers for me are a team that I can definitely see going in the playoffs. And that's why I picked this game, because I think they're just a very impressive team. Like, I think that that's what they are, though. They're a team. They're not, a, you know, they've obviously got the star man up top in uh, in Collins. But to me, they're, they're a very well put together team all throughout the team. You know, they've got Evans... You know Taylor. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know too much about them, but from what I understand, they're a very well put together just squad of players, and I think they're going to be really solid. And I think they're going to finish very high up the league, and it's another, you know, it, it, it's a big loss for Wigan because it was their chance to break out of that relegation zone, you know, to really defy the odds and go against their points tally and break out of the relegation zone this early on to go against that minus twelve points, something like that, that were given. But it's a it's a missed opportunity, and it was a very very interesting game from both sets of fans. And I think you know Bristol Rovers fans are they're gonna be very very happy with this game because they absolutely battered Wigan, who were as we have seen a very strong team. Are Wigan as good as we thought they were? Because they started the season very well. Um, obviously we've got the game that we played against them, but they've now lost three games in the last four. So it was like a good start to the season. They have, but if you look at the teams they've played, they've played Barnsley, Blackpool, Cambridge and Bristol Rovers. Now, Cambridge were really high-flying at the start of the season. It's a big win against them. Blackpool are Blackpool. You know, they're going to have them championship-level players in the squad. Barnsley almost got promoted last season. I think it's... Yes, they're difficult games, and they've got an even more difficult one playing top of the league Portsmouth next week. But, you know, I think Wigan definitely do have a lot of quality and I think they will eventually break out of that relegation zone. And I, f- I think they are a solid team because Cambridge were a very difficult team to beat at the minute and they managed to get a point there. Or they managed to get three points there. But it was a really big shock to, for me to see them get absolutely battered because one thing they have been is defensively solid. You know, even these games, you see that they don't get battered in games. They're a bit like us. They'll, they'll either lose... 1-0 or 2-1 or at most a 2-0 like they did at Barnsley. So it's a real big sort of anomaly result to this, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know if you lads have got anything else to... Any thoughts on Wigan or, or you know... Um, Are they Rogers? expecting any more points deducted or is it kind of accepted that they've already... Yeah, I think they're I think they're sorted. I think Reading's the one people are going to have to look out for because I think their their one might get increased. But as far as Wigan have gone, I think they're kind of they're not out of the waters yet. But they're not looking at more. Yeah, they're not going to be anywhere near relegation. Yeah, no. I think it might just be a case of one of them. You know, we've got over the deduction and they've took the foot off the gas a little bit, maybe. And like you know, they've got 
a lot yeah. a long season ahead of them. So they'll, 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 they know they've got the quality. So I don't know, maybe a couple of them might be like, oh, it was a bit easy, wasn't it? Yeah, and they've took the foot off the gas and now they've like, you know, had a bit of a stuttering, bit yeah. of form and, you know, the formations had to change or the personnel's changed in the starting 11 and they're just trying to find, you know, a bit more consistency again because they've, mm. well, they've obviously lost it, haven't they? Yeah. 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 And that's my... Um... Half of the segment over Wills. Do you want to yeah. report on the League One news this week? Yeah, uh, once again, it's a managerial casualty. Um, oh. This one, this one came. It was actually the twentieth of September, so it came before the weekend, probably just after the last pod went out. Um, Cheltenham sacked or. Uh, Cheltenham manager Wade Elliott has left the club. Uh, we didn't say whether it's the usual kind of mutual consent type thing. Um, and his um, his assistant, um, Russell, is going to be taken over now for the until they appoint a new manager. Um, sorry, I'm just looking at Kevin Russell, that's the guy. Um, so he's a caretaker manager. Um, probably not that surprising. Um, they are rock bottom. They've got one point from one draw, um, but they haven't scored a goal yet this season. Wow. So, so yeah, um, but again, it, I, I don't know whether we kind of like uh, blame the manager, blame Wade Elliott for that, because um, they are a club with, you know, like, um, a lot lower resources than some of the others. They don't, you know, they are a very small club for, for this level. Um, yeah, but you, you expect you expect to like put up a fight and battle, even if you are. You know, what I mean, there's a way to lose, isn't there? I think, and obviously, if he hasn't been doing that, you're not scoring any goals. Yeah, well, uh, top scorer from last season, Alfie May, with twenty goals. He he went to Charlton in the summer, and. They don't seem to have replaced him, but whether that's you know whether that's on the manager, um, their director of football left to go to Shrewsbury. Um, so I mean, you know, it's a it's it's a point that it's like perhaps not the manager's fault that they've just been left yeah. with no I mean, goal scoring threat gone. Even losing that though, like you've got to be working on your set pieces. You've got to look at other threats. Like one one ricochets in and goes off someone's ass. You know what I mean? If you if you've got players in the right position, you should be pulling you know set piece goals out at least you know one in eight games or something. Like it's mm. there's obviously something that's not going right there. And obviously, yeah, you know, it'll be a, just... be a mixture of things, won't it? It's like yeah, storm sort of thing. So I mean, it's not surprising that a team bottom of the table who've not scored any goals have sacked their manager. Yeah, I don't it's think just, the manager can argue. Like, are they I mean? gonna? Yeah, it's just like, um, you know, are they gonna improve under a different manager, or are the problems at Cheltenham run much deeper? Um, so I mean, they have played a game now at the weekend under their caretaker manager. They were home to Stevenage, lost three nil. So that's the first game without Wade Elliott. Um, still not scored. Admittedly, you know, against a good Stevenage, they've, you know, really kind of shown themselves to be a team that, you know, you maybe think can challenge after promotion. Um, mm. But, yeah, so, like, still no goals for them. And that goalless 
match means that they've now set a new record for games without a goal at the start of the season. Uh, previous record holders, um, it was Halifax Town in 1990 mm. who failed to score in any of their first eight league games. Uh, so Cheltenham have now gone nine league games without scoring. Um, the only point they did get was, uh, obviously, it was a nil-nil, and it was against a way to Portsmouth of all of all teams. Um, fourth match of the season, so they did actually kind of you know hold the current table toppers to a a goalless draw. But um, I think they've let in quite a lot of goals as well. They were beaten three nil by Bolton and a few one nils, um, but another three nil. Um, the follow up from three uh, nil at Peterborough, so it's now two three nil defeats in a row. And they also they scored one in the EFL Trophy against Bristol Rovers, but conceded four. I mean, it could be those three, it could be that recent 3 0 um, and the 4 1 in the trophy that's that's cost Elliot the job more than anything because up until then they were just losing 1 0s, and you know, it was obvious that the problem was Alfie May's gone, they haven't got anyone to replace him, but you know, when he starts shipping goals. I guess that's maybe when the manager's position became a lot more precarious. Not looking good for them. Is that everything, mate? Yeah, yeah. Just focusing on Cheltenham today. Beautiful, lads. Well, thank you very much because we all got to find out what's been happening here. <laughs> what's been happening there in the league? One roundup. With Wills and Liam. Well, we're going to move straight on to the next feature of the Blue Army podcast, which is uh, unfortunately the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. It's <laughs> Max's million pound idea. Thank you very much. So, um, this week is um, well, a gentleman called Nigel got in touch uh, when I reached out last week. And um, it's probably a bit before any of your times, definitely yours, Liam. But um, if you can remember the um, the Carla United of the 1970s, he said he wanted like a rebrand and a bit of a um, paying a homage to that sort of era of the club. Uh, and if you do, if you don't know what that looks like, they used to the badge used to be completely different. It used to just be a fox, didn't it? I've seen like that old badges. Yeah, I mean there was the kind of 90s badge that we still use there. Logo yeah. from, but there was one that was like a fox's head with like a castle above it. Yeah, I've seen a few old ones, but I've just, I had to look it up, and it, it's literally like a golden fox um, with CUFC underneath. It looks quite smart to be it's fair. On the back of all, uh, like the necks of the new tops, isn't it? Like that fox. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's exactly it's, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, given that our badge is basically just the city council badge, <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's too similar to our yeah, I mean, obviously they've got the same ideas. It wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing to look at other badges. It's it feels traditional for us because it's been our badge for as long as most of us have been supporting yeah. the club. But um, a, a big loss of tradition to you know move away from it and look at something else or look back at a time when we had like that 
you know, foxes on our logo, which we don't have anymore. Yeah. So not back to Just bring that fox yeah. back. You've you've seen it with um, other teams, haven't you? Like Arsenal did it in like the two thousands. Uh, Chelsea have done it in, like during a similar time. Mm. Uh, loads of teams do do it. And to be fair, like you say, the um, the Carlisle United badge of today is not. It's like yeah, we've got used to it, but it is just like a, it is like a city council type mm. type thing, isn't it? But um, but yeah, he, he was on about like a whole rebranding sort of thing. It's never come to my mind before to be honest but yeah I was interested to see what you lot thought about it and what everyone all the other fans were like it's obviously it's kind of relevant at the minute because it might be something that the new owners might be looking at um, yeah I mean you get some clubs have got very iconic badges that never change for example Wolves yeah, yeah. You, nice you know they've had the hexagon for I think that goes back to like the 60s or even before yeah, so I, but I don't know. It'd, it'd be a, if, if it was like an unpopular, <laughs> unpopular thing. Um, it would be a very quick way for the owners to lose the popularity of everyone. Like, it's you're, just, you're as a... long as they don't go, <laughs> as long as they don't go the way other clubs have gone, where they just make it a circle with like the name. And yeah, like, yeah. There's just or... too many clubs doing that now. Like Villa have done it, haven't they? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you City mentioned have when... done it. It's, oh, I, hate, I hate the circle badges. Mm. Brentford did it as well. Yeah. I don't like them as circles. That yeah, I mean, side also it's you remember when plastic. Arsenal? <laughs> do you remember when Arsenal kind of did change their badge and it was that? It's that rounded shield yeah. thing, and then suddenly everyone's got that. I think Morecambe <laughs> have got it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of them do look like sort of football managers sort of default when they don't have the light. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really have that in mind. I was on about the old sort of the old fox, which would be nice, I think. But yeah, I'd I'd, I'd do that. Yeah. I think yeah. I'd vote for that if it was an option. Yeah, yeah so would I. I think a bit of a yeah. change. Yeah, and it, you know, be something because you mentioned the new owners, and obviously, if the new American owners came in and immediately started talking about rebrands, people would, you, you know, yeah, people would think, oh no, they're going to change our kick or anything. But if they yeah. came in and kind of do like, a Cardiff kind of like rebrand, yeah, the coming in the retro one, it, you know, might kind of win win them more fans, kind of improve yeah. the relationship with the fans going on. Yeah, it's not been against like the club's culture to let the fans vote on like certain things, and I don't think like you know, if they put out a couple of ideas for the the next badge, and one of the ideas was the old badge, and everyone got a chance to vote, kind of thing. I think that'd I don't be trust fair. the idea of fan votes. They never seem to kind of so get hijacked by like what people say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just never well, seem to it for like the bars and stuff, haven't they? Around around the stadium, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 an, it's an all right idea, but to be honest, I think there's more pressing issues at the club at the minute. But <laughs> okay. can I not... can I break the formula and suggest something for the for the segment? <laughs> <laughs> because. <laughs> Because there is a massive pressing issue that I've I've, I've had for years <laughs> with the club, right? And it's something I think the new owners might get behind. It's probably something really bad that I've got clubs as well. <laughs> yeah. The toilet, the worry. <laughs> right? Can we please bring back the cheeseburgers that used to be in the Pioneer stand? They were so nice, and they took them away. And I don't know why they took them away because they were so so nice, and they just they just removed them completely in, 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 in place of these weird sausage new sausage. Rolls 
All right, and they're not bad, but they're nowhere near the, the level of <laughs> the old burger. cheeseburgers. I mean, well, popular we... popular pressure brought back the Brunton pasty. So <laughs> it's not the Brunton pasty, though, is it? It's like it's like half the size of the Brunton pasty. It's a Cornish pasty with the name Brunton pasty, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like saying something controversial here. Um, I mean, like you know, while we're on the theme of bringing back retro things, can we? Well, can we first? Can we have the Warwick Roads painted blue again? Yeah, and then can we have the blue sand around the around the pitch? I don't know if it's definitely before Liam's time. Scally might remember it. I doubt if Max would remember it. Um, it was like early two thousands. I think we got rid of it, but mm. the sand around the pitch used to all be blue. Yeah, yeah. I think that definitely. I think that definitely <laughs> look cool. It would make it more like you know feel like home, wouldn't it? Like, it'll give you that extra special touch. And it's not like it's, like, crazy expensive to go out and get a load of blue yeah. sand. Probably yeah. get volunteers to paint it. Paint the sand blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume you meant the Warwick there. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that basically, that concludes that I'm going to, I'm going to just talk about one idea an episode of Wise we're gonna pretty quickly uh, exhaust everyone's everyone's big ideas. So yeah, yeah that'll, that'll <laughs> conclude that'll conclude the uh, the segment for this for this week. Beautiful man, thank you, Max. Um, I'm really sorry because it, it's the one time of the show um, I just couldn't think of a rhyme. Uh, I fucked that bit up as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Max's million pound idea. <laughs> I got away with it in the end. I got away with it in the end. But no, Max has Max has got another little segment that he's going to be doing later on, just after the match report, where he's been uh, receiving a couple of match reactions. Basically, uh, we've been going backwards and forwards and figuring out what the best way to to get these on the podcast will be. And Max will tell you all about that later on. Uh, but we're, now what we're going to do is power through some Carlisle United related news, and obviously the biggest news coming out of Brunton Park this week. Well, not necessarily coming out of Brunton Park, uh, coming out of the Holston Hotel. Uh, there was a big meeting uh, between the Pataik family and the Carlisle United supporters club. And uh, there's not been a whole lot of details revealed uh, thus far, uh, unless you were able to sort of like watch along. Um, there's, there's not been a whole lot uh, that's been revealed, apart from the fact that it does seem to be the Supporters Trust are going to back the Pataic family. Uh, Liam, I know you're a little bit closer with some certain Carlisle United um, Supporters Trust members, and you might have a little bit more information about what was said. Um, but was that maybe the consensus, do you think, as well, just to kick things off, that the Supporters Trust seem to be supporting the takeover? Yeah, it's it. They've put it to a vote. Um, every member will get a vote. To uh, the 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 proposition they've been given is that um, the supporters club shares in the club currently stand at I think it's twenty five point four or twenty five point six or something like that. If this was to go through, and what the members are currently voting on now is whether to dilute them shares from that twenty five percent to ten percent, so the PSX will allow Carlisle Sports Club to keep some shares in the club, but will sort of more than half it um, in, in favour of them getting a majority stake in the club. Um, 
which to be honest, I was a little bit iffy about, but it seems to be the consensus is, um, yeah, every, everyone's going to vote for it. I, I, there'll obviously be one or two votes against, but I can't see any being anywhere near um, close. And you say not much has been released about it, but John Coleman released a nigh-on transcript of the uh, of the <laughs> the event. If you want to go read through that, but um, but it all seemed positive news. It was the big talks about um, you know, investment in training facilities. I think a quote that stuck out to me is they're going to put more investment into the club over the next two years than they've had in the history of the club. Um, which which is a very big thing to ask for. They're also a big thing of a big you know, supporter of running the club debt free. Um and the debt they they seem to be confident about getting a solution with that. They haven't so- solved it yet, but they seem to be sort of uh confident they can sort that out even if they have to the peer techs have to sort that out themselves and not the current owners. They they they're confident that something can be done with pure pay. Yeah, I mean they sort it out how much of the problem is just the size of the debt itself and how much is the the terms and all that stuff around the debt that's kind of like why the club haven't paid it back yet or, you know, well, there haven't been any repayments and how much interest is going on and are, the, are pure pay allowed to just call it in at any point once it's secured on or them kind of fiddly issues. Yeah, that, well, that, 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 that's, that's what's held us back and what's currently holding them back still. Um but you know they seem confident enough that they're gonna uh, be able to fix it. But um, another big talking point: they seemed very, very firm on the idea of staying at Brunton Park. Now, somebody brought up in the meeting from what I, I wasn't at the meeting, but I've, I've you know I've, I've read a lot and I've talked to a lot of people about it. Um, somebody brought up the idea of moving to a new stadium. The PTX were very much like, no, we see Brunton Park as as the long term. Um, and when instead of moving the ground altogether, they're gonna try and renovate some of the stands. Like you know, we joke a lot about the the toilets in the Warwick. Maybe they'll finally get uh, sorted out. <laughs> but um, it's just modernising the current stadium instead of yeah. I mean, the problem the club would have, you know, I think that is probably why any talks of moving have just kind of been dead in the water. If you excuse the pun, is the because because it's kind of like prone to flooding, it's like you know the, you know they're not going to be able to sell that land to someone to use for housing, yeah. which is probably yeah. where you would expect the funding to come from. You know for the move, you know the it's it's like the club. Also, where do you move to? There's no there's no way to put it. Yeah, elsewhere in Carlisle. Yeah, and even if you could, I mean, I'm I'm quite happy for them, to, uh, you know, like a lot of people, for them to stay where they are because it's close to the city centre. Um, but you know, even if you had the perfect site lined up that was close to the city centre, but you know where you could build a nice big new stadium, it's like, but how are you gonna sell Brunton Park? Because yeah. because of the floodplain thing, there's not really anything anyone's gonna buy that land. So Carl, I'll say you could move there, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll fill that out. <laughs> that would be that'd be great, mate. That would be great. Um in other Carlisle United related news, uh Dick Simpson has been hired as head 
of development at Carlisle United and it won't be the last addition to the coaching staff this season that has already seen uh, at least another key change after Paul Gerrard left right at the start of the season. Uh, we're not going to dwell on the fact that it's all choppy and changey. Um, we're going to just have a bit of fun, lads. I'm going to ask yeah. you off the top of your heads. Who would you like to see walk through the door at Carlisle United as a coach or player coach even? You know, the next player basically is what I'm talking about. Who would you like to see added to the dressing room as an injection of, you know, chemistry and warmth, we'll say. Liam? Oh, good question. Um, I, th- I think the obvious answer is probably uh, uh, Danny Granger, but it's it's whether he take up being a, a coach or like a you know a proper manager, which I think he's applied for in the past. But he would be one for me. Where you, you keep that Carlisle sort of DNA in the club, don't you? If you do something like that, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. It's a good shout, Will. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe Clint Hill. Um, Clint he's, Hill, he's, okay. He's gone, in, he's, he's gone into coaching since, you know, since retiring and seems to be kind of making a decent career of it. Former Carlisle okay. player, did well with us. Yeah, defensive coach maybe, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm still I'm still hoping he can be convinced to play. I, I still think <laughs> he's going in. <laughs> like to see him roll back the years, Max. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the um, Islington assassin, Jago Beira. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob player, by the way. Um, I miss him. And that's basically my whole reasoning behind it. I think he'd be a, a really good uh, player to have back. He was um, probably my favourite player when he was here. Um, so, yeah. I don't know if he's even a coach, to be honest. I know he sometimes commentates on the uh, I follows, but I don't really know what else he's up to other than that at the minute. All good, all good answers, lads. All good answers, all good fun. Uh, we'll move on uh, to the, the the last little bit of Carlisle United news, which is the fact that uh, Carlisle United have uh, asked Bolton for more away tickets. Uh, so, you know, keep looking out for updates. If you've missed out on those Bolton away tickets, there's going to be more allocated in the very near future. Oh, sorry, lads, I lied to you. The last little bit of news I've got for yeah. you is that Paul Simpson recently came out and commented on Owen Moxon's recent dip in form and had the note or the comment to say that maybe if he signed his contract, his form would return. Um, In not so many words, I'm obviously, uh, you know, power quoting or whatever the word is, uh, paraphrasing, power power quoting. (laughs) Power quoting, yeah. Let's not say paraphrase, let's say power quote. Power quoting, I'm power quoting Paul Simpson. do, do, is 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 that enough for you, Max? You know, do you think? I mean, I I I can see I can see that. You know, it'll settle things, doesn't it? It puts your mind on the pitch. Yeah, maybe, but um, that you know, that's just I think that's a bit sort of tongue in cheek by him, really. Um, obviously trying to add maybe a bit of pressure to to Owen to sign, but um, he'll sign when he wants to sign, and we don't even know if he does want to. So, um, every player has a different form, don't they? So, um. I don't really think it's anything to do with the contract, but you know, if if it makes him sign it, then uh, I'm all I'm all for it. I wouldn't mind a dipping form as long as he signs it. <laughs> Will scenario for you? Yeah. It's January two thousand and twenty-four. It's the thirtieth 
We're getting really close to transfer deadline day. Owen Moxon still hasn't signed his contract and another half a million pound offer comes in. Are you more inclined to take it this time? Um, well, it, it kind of depends on where the club are at that point. You know, are we still in a relegation battle or are we kind of like looking a lot more comfortable in mid-table? But, um, I mean, if he hasn't signed it by the end of January, then probably safe to say he wants to go. Mm. And, you know, you'd probably think he's going to go on a free otherwise by that point. Um, if we're kind of, you know, looking fairly comfortable in mid-table with maybe the Piatak's having put a bit of money in and made us feel like, you know, we're going to go and compete next season then maybe, maybe you kind of let him go to get that money. It, or maybe you kind of keep him here on principle, even if he does leave because, because it's a, it's a derisory offer and, and, and then you end up having, you know, having him leave on a free. Um, I'd hate for it to happen, even if we were kind of like, you know, comfortable with the Piatax and everything's kind of, looking good for us and we don't massively need the half a million, but you'd still kind of resent either seeing him leave on a free or seeing him leave for the same offer that we spat out in summer. Yeah. Is would that be the same for you, Liam? Anything to add? No, I'd I'd sell him for uh, for for half a <laughs> mil. If if he hasn't signed a new contract by then, I think he's gonna go. Um but again it depends if the PTEX are there. If they've if they've only just come in, it's been delayed or something, and then you you start to think, oh, maybe with their, maybe with their investment, they'll be able to offer him slightly higher wages, and yeah. we'll be able to keep him. But maybe that's why he's, he's hanging out. Maybe he's thinking, well, get a get in. Good point. To be yeah, fair. That's that's they offer us. Yeah. But I'd hate to see him live on a free. Yeah. I just I yeah. think it's embarrassing if he leaves on a free, and I'd I just I'd I'd rather we sold him. And got half a million for him, which which we're, we're not going to get in January. I mean, why, why can't let's, he, let's why can't he just honest. sign and then if he wants to go, just go next summer for more money? Like, well, why, you why never know. I suppose you never know what's going to happen next year. Like, I'm, I'm sure you know any player will have in the back of their mind that they could just they could have a massive dip in form and suddenly they're not wanted anymore. You know, could get injured. Yeah. Which is why we won't get half a million for him in general. <laughs> you know, no, no one. I, I love Owen Moxon, but I, I think he had a, a shocker against Derby. If if you're a scout from the championship looking at that, you think we're not we're not spending half a million on him. He is good, but I think I think we'd be very lucky to get half a million from him in January, and we've only six months left in his contract. I think if if that offer came in, you'd 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 have to take it, or you you're running your club recklessly. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to be controversial, but yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. And uh, you know, after that, lads, after that, we're just uh, we're gonna hand over to a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And we're back. Um, so, yeah, lads, we're going to we're gonna power through uh, the rest of the podcast. And obviously now it's time for everybody's second favourite game. It's time for FIFA, higher or lower. Now, you're trying to beat your own record of uh, of, four, of four episodes. Uh, you did really well last week. It looks like you got through about oh, seven or eight of them. Um, so you've still got about 14 to go. Um, Still all to play for. It's looking like you're going to do it within the four episodes. Um, who's going to go first this week? Um, we'll say we'll say Max, then Will, then Liam. That's how we're yeah. going to go. Yeah. Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, so we left things last week in FIFA higher or lower. On FIFA 19, uh, where we were partway through the squad with the man Nathan Thomas, who has... An overall rating of 64. Okay, so that's where we left things last week. Max, off we go. Higher or lower than Nathan Thomas's 64? Callum O'Hare. Oh, lo- lower, I think. I think he was not very high at that point. You're going to say lower for Callum O'Hare? Yeah. And you would be... Correct, sir. Well done. Uh, we're going to power on to Will. We're going to say higher or lower than Callum O'Hare. Gary Miller. Um, I think Gary Miller. Okay, I'm trying to. It came from Plymouth or something. It was a bit of a journeyman, but yeah, I think if like Max is right and Callum O'Hare was not rated that highly for being a youth, if he's below nothing, Thomas. Then yeah, I'm going to say higher. Going to say higher than Callum O'Hare. And you'd be correct. Uh, Well done, (laughs) Liam. We're going to get a clean sweep. Everybody's still in the game. Higher or lower than Gary Miller, Callum Hope. Bob. Uh, (laughs) Miller was 62, um, I think. Callum, no, not Callum. Callum Hope. In my mind, he's sixty-one, but I, I can't say lower because that goes against any football knowledge. So I'm going to say higher. You're going to say Hallam Hope is higher than Gary Miller, and you'd be wrong, I'm afraid. You're out. Uh... <laughs> you are out. The I even believe it. I bet, I bet you wish you hadn't kind of like umbenard there. <laughs> I knew as soon as you started doing that, I was like, yeah, this is going to backfire for him. <laughs> well, we're down to two, lads. We're down to two. Max, it's back to you. Uh, higher or lower than Hallam Hope? George Glendon. Is, is it bad that I just don't remember him at all? I don't um, know. <laughs> <sighs> 
What was his name again? George Glendon. Yeah, George Glendon. Um, this is going to be completely sort of a guess, but I'll I'll say higher. Going to say higher than Hallam Hope, and you'd be correct, sir. Well done. So, so Will, it's on to you. Yeah. Higher or lower than George Glendon? We're talking about friends of the show, Jamie Devitt. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm going to go higher because he'd already had a pretty good season at this level. Well, two or three good seasons at this level by that point. So I'm going to say higher. You're going to say higher. Jamie Devitt, higher than George Glendon. And you'd be wrong, I'm afraid, Will. Oh, no. <laughs> you'd be wrong. We'll pick things Who up is next George Glendon? week. Um, um, he went um, on to play for like Chester, I think, with like Simon Grant for like years and maybe. I think it was a Scunthorpe, and he was one of them players who just never really worked out at several clubs. And I think he left after half a season. So, yeah, surprised that he's rated higher than Jamie Devitt. Yeah, yeah. Just by one, mm, just by one. We'll pick things uh... off next week with <laughs> Jamie Devitt. We will reveal all. There's still a few to go. Lads, you know, if you repeat what you did on the last episode, there's a good chance you'll get through this in three episodes and beat your last score. Um, but yeah, we'll wait until next week to see what happens. We're going to move on now, lads, to the match report. And uh, yeah, it's Carlisle United's 2-0 loss that took place at the weekend at home at Brunton Park against Derby County. And I'll give you the starting lineup as I always do. We had Anderson in net, back Lavelle, Huntington, Mellish, Armour across the back five with Guy, Gibson, Moxon across the midfield, three with Maguire and Plange up front. Now, lads, I feel like this is going to be a very quick uh, sort of like round of of, of questioning. Um, yeah. This this is This is the strongest lineup we could have played on the day, don't you think? Yeah. Now, of the available players we had on the day, Paul Simpson didn't have a better start in 11 than what he, what he played on the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, the only question mark really is whether is is whether a blade is ready to start games could have been considered stronger. So, yeah. Bush plunge scored in the last game. It would be very harsh to... Yeah, for this one, wouldn't it? And you're never yeah, ever going to drop Sean Maguire, so obviously, never ever, never. I certainly think, like, you know, there's maybe kind of like we don't quite know what our best lineup is up front, but you know, behind that, yeah. I think if, if Josh Coyote is available, you, you make the argument there, but if he's not there. Mm. Uh, especially because you play a plunge because it's against his old club as well, and I think he has a point yeah. to prove. Yeah, but yeah, you, you can, I don't think you can change much. And there's obviously the discussion with the goalkeeping position as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I still think it's too early for him to kind of go back to Holy at this point. Um, yeah, obviously, depend on performances. But I guess the feeling is that um, you know he gave away a penalty and. You know, Holy Mayfield, that he got dropped for less. So, you know, no, you yeah, can't flip that. flop between keepers, though, can you? They've already made that decision, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if if he sticks with Anderson you know, for the rest I, I, of the season, then he's then he's you know, 
if he's yeah, if think, he sat them down yeah, and said yeah. Anderson, you are my first choice, which is what he probably should have done in my opinion. Uh, you know, you make that choice early on in the season and you stick with that choice for the season. You know, because otherwise the keeper's just going to be constantly thinking, oh, if I make a mistake, I'll be dropped. And, you know, that that, that creates more problems than it's it's worth, in my opinion. It creates a man, so, yeah, it creates a man, a man management situation. Um, but Paul Simpson sounds like he feels that he can handle that and he is known for his man management. Can he have two goalkeepers that are both constantly competing and will both have runs in a squad? But if you do that, you, you kind of got to do it consistently. You can't have one keeper thinking, well, I got dropped after a bad game. How come I'm not getting back in after the other goalkeeper has a bad game? Yeah, but I, I, I just yeah. I think it's so dangerous, especially because they, one of them is left-footed, one of them is right-footed. And it's a weird little nitpicky thing, but you pass back to your keeper in a certain way, depending on what foot it is, and and you create confusion with the back line if you're constantly changing the keeper and you've got to pass to them differently every time. It's it, 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 it's a small little nitpicky thing, but it's... Be able to use both feet. I know, but Anderson definitely can't. Have you seen Anderson? Yeah. He refuses to use his right foot. Yeah, and this is a better... I mean, it's often the case with left-footed players because they... Because they've kind of been valued for having that left-footedness, they haven't trained as much with the right foot as a right-footed player trains with a left foot. For yeah. me, there's no excuse why a professional footballer can't <laughs> both feet. So what? what <laughs> Especially if you're talking about goalkeeper, you're getting pass, you're getting it passed back to you. That should be done under no real pressure. This sh- you shouldn't be fucking that up. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, it, it happens. I know it happens. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not a matter of what should happen. It it's not a matter of what should happen. What will happen is that it they'll make mistakes. The decision of goalkeeper, though, like, oh, it, it, it shouldn't. Yeah. I, I agree, but yeah. I think it should create a bit more wariness if you're constantly swapping between the two, because there's a certain relationship that develops between your goalkeeper and your centre back, or your centre backs, um, that I think. You, you don't build as much of if you keep swapping between the two, especially for the left and right footed. <laughs> yeah, fair comment. I feel like we'll be talking about this all season. Yeah, we uh, yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah, you always get stuck on the goalkeepers, don't we? Sometimes. <laughs> Give Gabe Brady a good. Why not? Exactly. Yeah, why not? Why not? He deserves yeah. it. Hashtag feel the breeze. You know. We, we <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, unfortunately, lads, on the 18th minute, goalkeeper managed to loft a highly pass up the field and Mellish was wanting a defensive header. And again, in his responsibilities of getting back in, really, which left the penalty area wide open for Collins to open the score. Um, lads, I'll just straight up say it. I think this goal's Mellish's fault. Um, like he, he doesn't win the header first and then secondly he doesn't get back fast enough. Uh, recently he's been criticised for being caught out of position by our own manager Paul Simpson. Um, it, maybe it's time to try a more stable back line. I'd like to see Ben Barkley uh, potentially get put in there. I don't think Whelan um, you know, he should get a chance to prove himself at this level uh, especially alongside Paul Huntington. I feel like them two do work as a partnership. So, if you're taking Mellish out, do you need to put someone in that's a little bit more left sided, though? We're back to the left and right footed thing again. 
Yeah, again, you know, you should be able to play with both feet, and you know, you're not, you're in more of a central position anyway. So you, I mean, you, have got you a bit know, more Mellish, luxury. You know, Mellish was running forward right from the, you know, right from the start of that game was kind of playing his free free role that we know him for, but. He doesn't have to. He can be told to stay in defence and he will stay in defence. It's not like, it's, you know, it's not like he'll run around and get caught out of position if if the manager's not telling him that he's got licence to do that. I don't think he's like, you know, he's enough of a professional that if, you, you know, if that's an issue in some games where we kind of, do just need more of a solid back line. I think, you know, I think Mellish is enough of a pro that you can just tell him, right, for this game, you you know, you're just a left centre-back, just do that. Maybe a sort of style of play that's, that was maybe fine last year in League 2, but um, maybe he needs a few more games in League 1 and uh, maybe to improve his game a little bit. But um, yeah. it's getting to a point yeah. where, yeah, it's like, Maybe something needs to happen because um, he's gonna he's gonna get caught out more and more, especially against teams like Derby, um, as opposed to last year. Um, yeah, I'd say you'll you know you'll still be able to do it effectively against some teams, but it's something that you it's something we want to do when we're on the front foot, and we were on the back foot quite early on against Derby. Um, maybe not so much later on in the match, but the, for the first twenty minutes, Derby were well on top. Well, that's it. You know, there was moments for Carlisle United to come back into the game, and uh, Gibson hit the bar after the goalkeeper. I mean, what was it like? A, like a wicked sort of divot in the air or something, that, or the goalkeeper just made a mistake. Like um, the Max goalkeeper just Lee, laughed, I think, yeah. a divot in the air. You know, what? they just sort of like swerves, <laughs> swervy fair, <laughs> like, like a fish in the water. You mean a dip, like Roberto Carlos? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember Roberto Carlos? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll bend it twice. Um, think yeah. like, I think Liam had the better view, but did like the keeper get it, and then it put the keeper pushed it onto the bar, the bar pushed it under the keeper, and like the keeper almost fucked it up, but I think, he, I think he tried to catch it, and you, it just it bounced off. His hand and just went up. Like it could have very easily gone in. It looked a very sort of easy catch. I think maybe. Yeah, I think it's just how hard the shot was, or something. Yeah, I, I mean, it just bounced off his hand and went up. It was a wicked shot, and yeah, it came, it, it probably caught the keeper completely off guard. Yeah, so and like Liam said, it was it was, you know, it was a divot in the air. It was divoted in the air. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And uh, <laughs> towards the end of the game, Carla United's uh, form divoted uh, a little bit <laughs> when, when they conceded when they conceded another goal in front of uh, the Waterworks end, which was actually open for this game. It, it's nice to see bodies in the Waterworks end, even if it isn't like you know completely packed, because like, I suppose normally we've been used to seeing it like pretty packed. Uh, so it, it is nice to see it open. It looks fine like that. There's no reason why, you know, it can't be open all year round if you're going to get like that kind of size of support. But obviously on the pitch is is, is more what we're, we're going to have to talk about. Um, Carlisle United, 
quite slow to react. It's towards the end of the game, potentially some some tired legs there. Um, but it's Anderson that comes out and floors, uh, floors the attacker in a position where he doesn't really need to do that. You know, um, if you, if you can get to the ball, then you just got to like sort of push it out for a corner. You don't have to be going through your man, or you just don't have to come that far off your line when the ball's clearly not going to be that much of a threat to you. You know, there was no one necessarily in the uh, for him to aim for if Anderson stayed on his line. Um, yeah, how do we feel about this? We obviously spoke about things earlier on about potentially Holy coming back in. Is it just a mistake that a young, inexperienced goalkeeper makes? Is it a mistake that we can see Holy making as well? Uh, Liam, uh, I'm sure you know you were all fired up about it earlier on. You've probably got more to say. <laughs> um. I think Thomas Holy doesn't make the same mistake, but that's because I don't think Thomas Holy comes off his line enough. And then you've got Anderson who's kind of on the other side of the coin uh, and will come out in opportunities like that when he doesn't need to. Um, I, I don't really like having either, to be, <laughs> to be honest. I'd rather <laughs> there was somewhere in between the two. I guess but because yeah. Thomas Holy's so big, he maybe he doesn't need to close the attacker down as much because he can just... Stay. Be there. He, he can still wreck him. Yeah, he can still. He's still kind of there because he's that yeah, big. He don't you know? need he's still there. His the... presence is there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it, it, it's it's. I, I want a keeper that comes for balls like Anderson does, but I don't like. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to pretend I didn't say it like that, but I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can. <laughs> but. I I I I like that he does that, but I think I think he's he's more towards what we need than Holy is. But I think he needs to stop doing stupid things like that. Well, for me, the defender should just boot it away. Like, yeah, no, that's another good thing. Well, yeah. I don't know who I don't know who it was. Was it Lavelle or some Lavelle, someone? I... I don't care if the keeper's shouting for it. Just, just boot it away, because like. Mm. I don't even think he should be... He was quite close to it. He, the keeper shouldn't even be coming out, if you ask me. Um, he's just booted it away, simple as. But, yeah. yeah, that's what I think about it. You are probably right. You know, it, it, it's maybe a mistake the goalkeeper didn't have to make, similar to the Mellish one, where the goalkeeper hasn't done well. But the goalkeeper shouldn't have been in that position to, to make the mistake in the first place. Yeah. If the yeah. defender just does his job and kicks it out of play. Yeah. I mean, we've all had a chance to say how we feel about things, but as we teased earlier on in the podcast, Max has been talking to a couple of our listeners. And uh, yeah, they've got their comments that they want to share uh, via via Max. I'll hand over to Max. Yeah, so this is like a, a new idea that we've sort of come up with to try and um, get a bit more sort of involvement from people who listen regularly. Um, by all means, obviously get in touch with uh, any of us um, with any sort of suggestions on how you think it could work well within the podcast? You know, Lee, I don't think Liam would mind a comment being dropped on his YouTube, maybe. No, uh, no, feel free, feel free. Yeah, um, obviously <laughs> my Instagram page or the Blue Army Podcast Instagram page, which um, Skelly runs. Um, so for this week, I've I've just sort of I did record them, but um, we haven't sort of worked out the best way of incorporating that just yet. But I've just got a few sort of notes from people 
So, firstly, Craig Drinkold. Um, talked to him about the game. He said, basically, we should have won. Uh, and the Derby fans were pretty poor. Um, he said they um, they won the battle but lost the war, apparently. So, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's what Craig thought. Um so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say we should have won necessarily. Um two 0 flat as Derby a bit. I think they yeah. were Yeah. They I mean they were I mentioned before that they were well on top for the first like twenty minutes and then they got their goal. But after that they were quite defensive and also just spent a lot of time sitting on the ground pretending to be injured. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to get different points of view. Anyways, um, Aidan Aidan Murray was another one. He said that it it wasn't a bad result considering obviously two nil is a bad result, but um, he said that Derby were a well put together team uh, and and established and impressed him, uh, contradicting Craig's comments. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. like they, they they did keep things together right until the end, didn't they? They're obviously still pressing to get that penalty opportunity in the yeah. first place. They they were obviously, you know, they pulled off a quite a professional performance. Probably yeah. quite well organised, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, I have heard quite a you know a big range of um, opinions on the match from other people that I know as well. That you know there are some people out there who were like, "Oh, we were the better team," we you know. Um, we should have won that. And then there are people that were like, we were awful, Derby were well on top. But I think it was just in different stages during the match. I think like after the first 20 minutes, I did think, oh, we're up against a really good team here. But yeah. from, from then onwards, I was like, come back into this, come back. In. You know, we hit the post, well, we hit the cross, uh, the woodwork twice because um, we didn't mention it in the roundup, but Planche hit the post at one point or it might have been pushed onto the post by the keeper I wasn't sure but uh, it was given as a goal kick so it must have hit the post and then you know it didn't quite do enough I don't think though to really earn a point but yeah, yeah I agree. 2-0 you know if, if it hadn't been for that penalty you know we would have still been well in it until the end and could have snatched one no bother yeah. it would have been lucky if we if we you know, we had to got a point, put it that way. But um, lastly, so Connor Stockdale thought it was poor defensive performance from us, and yeah, it was for the two the two goals. But other than that, I thought we weren't too bad. But he said it was a good atmosphere, which was nice to see again at Brighton Park for a big game. And um, he said there was lessons to be learned defensively against a probably a, one of the stronger teams that we're going to come up against. Yeah, I think our problem defensively against Derby was maybe trying to play out from the back a bit too much or just not clearing our lines properly. And their first goal came from an attack that we repelled, but then came back again and caught us, you know, caught us a bit unawares. They had a couple of other good chances, you know, that came from similar sort of things where we just didn't you know we we weren't able to get the pressure off us because we would just do like a bit of a half clearance and it would come back again. So I think that's something that we you know we need to do better. Yeah, yeah. definitely lessons to be learned. I'm sure Sibyl would think the same as well. Yeah, yeah that, spot, on. spot on. There's no, there's nothing really to disagree with there. Yeah. Uh, so that basically concludes this sort. Of new little segment and like I said by all means get in touch with uh, any of us 
uh, with any suggestions you might have on, uh, you know, getting more sort of interaction with you listeners. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to like take the piss. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, lads, obviously it's always hard to give a Foxy's feature man of the match when uh, you lose 2-0. Uh, so unless anybody really wants to do it, I can move on. No, I was going to give it to John Gibson. I thought he played okay. well throughout. Um, All right, okay. And obviously he hit the post. I think he was involved in most of our, you know, the closest chances we had to scoring. One yeah, for John Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll have to agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, right, I, I, I still want to call someone <laughs> out if I think they, you know, if I think they're putting a performance that deserves recognition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's due a goal. Okay. Yeah, he, I know. I need, be, to. He I, need to. I don't know what more he has to do. to this level a lot better than I thought he would as well. It was one yeah. of the players that I thought might not step up to this level because he'd like. He'd been with Bradford previously, and he hadn't he hadn't really worked out. But he's definitely come on a lot this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, worthy. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we're going to move on and talk about next week's opponent, who is Wickham. Uh, it's away. Uh, they lost three one against Charlton uh, the weekend that has just gone by, and uh, you know. It's going to be a good game for Carlisle United, you'd hope, because they're going to be trying to have a bounce back, right? That's that's the ethos. Uh, obviously, Wickham are going to be trying to do the same, uh, but hopefully the Steely Cumbrians are going to go up there and steal the three points. It's going to be 1-0 Carlisle, in my opinion, uh, but don't worry about the scoreline. There's going to be plenty of action in Wickham. Liam, your predictions? Yeah, ditto one nil. I think. Uh, I I just, I've got a feeling. I think I think we're going to do it. Convincing will. Um, I'm going to go one one. I think oh. Wickham did win three games in a row just before that defeat. So you know they, it, it could be a difficult game. Well, it will be a difficult game. They'll be wanting to get back to winning ways. A point, a point will be acceptable. I hate, I hate being that guy that's just oh no, no, would be be realistic and say, well, I actually think that we can achieve. <laughs> well, hats off, Max. Two-one uh, win and Huntington and Callum Guy to score. We're being optimistic, apart from Wills. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it there for this week, and uh, you know, we'll leave it on a very positive note because gentlemen it's time for everyone's favorite yes, game oh yeah time for guess in the player here we go again guess in the player guess in the player guess in the player Max, you're taking a bye this week, my friend, because it's the Liam Darby. That's right, it's myself and Liam going head to head. Will you are the designated clue guide this week, uh, which, you know, for some reason you've got a reputation for being a bit of a wild card. Um, I've only done one before. Yeah, I know, yeah. It's and weird. that's why you got the know. reputation. Know, yeah. That's how you got the reputation. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. Um, I mean, I've got nil point. Uh, I'm hoping to get on the board this week. I'm the home team 
advantage is mine. But unfortunately, I'm up against an experienced old pro. In Liam, <laughs> uh, so Liam, how are, how, how are you feeling about the uh, about the matchup? One thing I never thought I'd get called on this podcast is old. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, I'm 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 going to keep you on zero points. Um, in, 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 the, in the politest fighting words. <laughs> oh dear, I'm already bricking it. I'm already bricking it. Um, he I is just, quite competitive. Know. I've seen him yeah. cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully I'll be the one cartwheeling towards victory and getting my first <laughs> points on the board. But uh, yeah, Max, mate, it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy because we're going to hand over to Wills as it's time to play Guessing the Player. Go on, Wills. Okay, so um, this player spent the first half of the 2017-18 season at Carlisle on loan from Liverpool making seven appearances with one assist and no goals. Let's have a think. Let's have a think. Let's have a think. Let's have a think. What was that guy called? Uh, it's all gone. Was it... Um, he got an assist. Was it that striker? Um, Don't have to hurry, yeah. Ah, uh, what was he called? Uh, do you know what? I've, I've got I've gone completely blank now. Yeah, um, I'll just go with some. Uh, I don't know. Where was Sorensen from? I don't know. I'll just go with Sorensen. Even though that was more recent. <laughs> that, that is, I think you know already incorrect, Liam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was Newcastle, wasn't he? Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. it is difficult when you just need to. You're trying to think of a play without sounding like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, what if I say someone that's like obviously not gone anyway? Yeah, gone well, I'm in the Liam. exact same position. So, um, do you want to hear it again? He spent the first half of the 2017-18 season at Carlisle on loan from Liverpool, making seven appearances with one assist and no goals. 17-18. Um, first half was. I've got someone in my head, but I don't think it's right. I think he was on loan from Hull. Is it um, Regan Slater? I think he was from Hull, though. Uh, no, I think it was from Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Uh, no, was it? Not, it wasn't Regan Slater. No, so clue two. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Ready for yourselves? Yeah. After, after his release from Liverpool, he signed for Colchester in 2020, making 45 appearances before moving to Livingston for an undisclosed fee in 2022. Uh, <laughs> Do you know who it is? <laughs> Livingston. Oh, fucking those. <laughs> Can you send me a private chat on the thing, Max? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying like, to double check. Yeah, make sure it's right. private. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What was he called though? He came from Liverpool. He had that, like, was it that um, that Sammy Nazari? Incorrect. Ah. Uh, Liam Chance Steele. Well, Chance. Uh, Sam, no, we just signed him. We had him Did on we? a permanent Sammy Nazari. He came from non-league though. 
Ah, I thought you had a fancy name. (laughs) (laughs) Can you uh, repeat the question? Yeah. After his release from Liverpool, he signed for Colchester in 2020, making 45 appearances before moving to Livingston for an undisclosed fee in 2022. <laughs> Max, Max knows. Max oh, knows. Yeah. Max knows. <laughs> Colchester, because I remember someone going from Colchester to Livingston. With I didn't know he played for us at all. Um, what was he called? I know this man. I think I need this to go top as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think I'm still pretty blank. I think I'm still pretty blank. I haven't a clue. I'm um, gonna got, start uh, thinking in different you've positions. You've still got another clue to come. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll do anything. No, that's the thing. It is it. <clears throat> I've got. I, I can. I, you know, and you can see him as well. It's just the name. Um, it's not him. Hey, I got rushed. I'm getting rushed as well now. Um, (laughs) Need the countdown clock in the It Was it it Jake (laughs) Kane? No. no. (laughs) Right. 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 Final clue. I think I've got it. Okay, well, here we go. He never made the competitive appearance for Liverpool, but did come off the bench in a friendly where he was played out of position as a striker. Um, I, uh, I, I think I only know because of the Colchester thing. Gone. Um, Samuel George. That's right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do remember he yes, used to play? I've seen well, him. I saw him in like Liverpool, like Liverpool kits as well. Yeah, I remember that bit. I remember that bit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shame on the. They'd run out of strikers, so they played him as a striker, even though he was a keeper. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, in his seven appearances, he did get one assist. That's what would really a really long ball. And then um, yeah, and, and the other thing I was um, going to make reference to, but I didn't know whether that would make it too easy, was um, he his, his last league game for us was against Stevenage. We conceded two goals, both of them he fumbled. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think your last clue and then, and almost dropped him off there as well. Uh, he's... <laughs> they just confirmed that he played for Liverpool. Like, like he was at Liverpool, and I was like, I'm sure I saw him. I'm sure I saw it, like a, a picture of him yeah. like in Liverpool under 23s or something. And no, no clue yeah, about Livingston, but Coventry like no. for a season or something. Yeah, yeah. I should have known I mean, it from Livingston. He got involved. There was like so, there was actually racist claims like made against Carlisle, made against Carlisle fans like from him. Not against when Carlisle he was playing fans. against us, um, was it not? No, no, he did. Um, he did have some racist abuse directed at him when he was playing for Colchester, but it wasn't Carlisle fans. It was oh, okay, cool. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> was some racist abuse directed at him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I he always got that. a decent. He always got a decent reception off us. Um, I don't know. He's still kind of like. He was one of them players that, like, because he's the goalkeeper, sometimes you know, sometimes the goalkeeper, opposition goalkeeper, is actually quite sound, and you have like, <laughs> you know, the sort of like that kind of gets appreciated by the Warwick a bit, and you know, with him being a 
a player used to play for us. Yeah, no, he got a decent reception from us. Yeah, okay, respect, Bye. respect, respect. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I stayed bottom of the league, but I've got a point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to take the back seat uh, for a couple of weeks. I'll release the, the next round of fixtures uh, during the week, lads. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a lot of fun, as it always is. And there isn't really anything else left for us to do, apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>